Hi there, Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about the 2023 film Infinity Pool. The short version is only watch this if you really want to. I'm a huge fan of David Cronenberg, big fan of Brandon Cronenberg. This is his third film. I thought Antiviral was pretty great. I thought Possessor was even better. I think this is a step backwards. This is a good but not great film, but one, it's going to be very divisive for people. Um, so if you're not up for it, go watch something else. It Really, it's, you have to be into art films. You have to be into things that test your patience, and I'll get a little more into that. But the short version is, this is not a movie for everybody. It's got some of those long montage scenes with colored lights and a whole bunch of people, naked people dancing around and things like that. If that's not your cup of tea, if you're not willing to give this a chance, then you're going to be totally bored for two hours. To some reviewers, it felt like they stretch a 30-minute idea out for two hours. For other people, it's a bit more style over substance. I thought there's a lot of good stuff in here. You got Alexander Skarsgård doing great stuff. Mia Goth is always great. Cleopatra Coleman. Uh, Thomas Kretschmann, who I really, really like. All do interesting things in this film, and it's an interesting film. That being said, you're going to end it and go, hmm? Huh? So if you're not looking for a film that's going to take you a while to digest, it took me a couple of days to actually do this review, um, then this is not the movie for you tonight. Watch something a little more mainstream. Now, when you're in for something that's going to test your patience, it's going to test your noggin, um, this might be something to watch because it is well-made. So to get a little more into it, I knew what I was in for early in the film. A lot of directors do camera establishing shots, scenes around New York at the beginning of a Spider-Man movie, kind of establishes where this is going to be. Well, this was scenes around an idyllic, idyllic, idyllic kind of island um, somewhere in someplace warm and beautiful. But as soon as they show like the resort, they start turning the camera slowly upside down, right? And most directors will do this once or twice, and that gives you the feeling that something is amiss here. Something is upside down. Something is going to flip you over. Well, he does it with this shot, and then he does it with another shot, and then he does it with another. He does it with about five shots in a row, and I'm like, all right, I get it. This is supposed to be everything's upside down. It just, the slow sound effect kind of, almost a Hans Zimmer kind of, and it's slowly turning, and then the next scene is the it's sideways or diagonal, and the, the horizon is turning again and after five times i'm like i get it okay and then finally it gets into the movie there are several scenes like that where someone an editor should have said dude we only need to do this once or twice we only need to go this far with this scene we only have to have this montage be this long not this long some directors get to that on their own at some point some have great Uh, directors of photography and editors they work with to get scenes just right. I felt this movie, more than the first two, he was allowed to do whatever he wants, and some of that didn't always work. Some of it needed to be tightened up a little bit. Who am I? I'm a movie reviewer who loves movies, so I'm a critic. I'm looking for things to find fault with. But these things stood out to me as somebody who watches a lot of movies. I I just watched Dungeons and Dragons the other day. I made a comment on one scene where the editing could have been a little bit better, but overall the movie's edited well, flows well, paced well. This movie mm, did not flow so well, was not paced so well. It's an interesting and intelligently made film. 
So let's get into a little. I won't get into spoilers yet. I will probably do a separate podcast because we could talk for length about what the movie really means and what it's about, what happens at the end. But where his previous movie, Possessor, as he pushed what you could take, as he pushed the envelope in certain things, in the end, you got an ending that resolved things. That, that oh, and this finally happened, and you were like, bam. In this one, your resolution ending is like, really? That's, that's the choice made? Okay. I'm not sure I got there with everybody else in the movie. Maybe, maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe I need to dwell on it more. But again, no spoilers. The movie is about a couple who's on vacation. He's a writer, got a little bit of writer's block. He and his beautiful wife, she's rich, he's not. Um, they've been together for a few years. They go to this island. They're tr- he's trying to you know, rekindle the relationship. He's trying to rekindle his writing. Um, and early on, they run into Mia Goth and her husband, who's an architect. And you know from seeing movies like this, this is going to spell doom for somebody. <laughs> when you meet the, you know, you're on vacation in a wild, exotic place, and you meet the rich couple who wants to hang out with you. Does nobody else get a bad vibe off that? But, you know, anyway, it wouldn't be a movie if you didn't have that kind of conflict. So anyway, something happens. You're not supposed to leave the compound of this resort. And when they do, when they something accidentally happens, they find out how ruthless this little country really is about breaking the law, especially where tourists are involved. So it tells you on the back, so I'm not going to give too much away, but if you have enough money, they can create a surrogate to die for you in the case that you're convicted of something and you're going to be executed, which most laws broken result in execution. So that's the first part of the movie that we establish the characters, we get involved, we meet some other people, and then something bad happens and his world turns upside down and he's got this opportunity. And how this would affect you and how it weighs on you is exactly what I expected out of the film, and that's what you get for the first half, first two-thirds of the film. But then it gets more into the culture of the island, then it gets more into the culture of these people, and it gets more into... Maybe this has gone on for a while and, and what it all means and, and they get kind of addicted to it. I've got a lot of vibes from David Cronenberg's Crash, if you've ever seen that James Spader movie. People are addicted to the feeling of being in a crash and being broken and, and getting some kind of sexual satisfaction out of that. It's a it's a controversial movie and an interesting movie. And you get into the psyche of some broken people in that film. This one tried to do that, I think, to a certain extent, but we don't get enough into some of the other people to kind of lay out the trail of what's going on here. Our main characters, we know pretty much their motivations and stuff, but other than that, the rest of it just kind of plays out. And again, this is a two-hour film. It's not quick about anything. In the end, I just didn't find completely satisfied. It's heading one way and then it goes another But I can't call it a bad movie. It's well-made. It's got some great ideas. I just think some tightening, some editing. It is the least of Brandon Cronenberg's three movies. But still, better than the average movie you're going to go to the cinema and be bored with because you've seen everything in it before. You certainly haven't seen some of this. And this does push the R-rated envelope. I understand there's an unrated cut out there. I can't imagine. It's This is really pushes the R-rating. Now, the Blu-ray release... And the reason I picked it up, because it's it's hard to find. You can stream this, but I'm not a big streamer. And I wasn't going to pay 20, 25 bucks to stream it. So it came out on Blu-ray this week. And Amazon has it for 18 bucks. Walmart had it for 12. I don't know. Do the math. There's no DVD. You just get the Blu-ray. There's no digital copy. And there's no extras. You're literally just buying the movie with a slipcover. 
So if what I've described so far entices you and that's, you know, pick it up. It, it, it's a worth a watch if you're into this kind of movie. If you're into David Lynch and David Cronenberg and stuff like that, you will probably have a blast with this film. I just don't think he drove home every point. I think some, some of the storytelling could have been better. Again, I'm a movie critic, so he's probably going, it's fine, it's exactly what I wanted to make or whatever, you know. But in as a viewing, a two-hour viewing experience, I ended and went, oh, well, at least it wasn't boring. And it wasn't. Um, but there's, like I said, there's some, he does an aphrodisiac type drug and there's some drug scenes that just, um, look, I'm a fan of recreational drugs and stuff, but these scenes go on really long. And I don't mind seeing Mia Goth and other actresses in the state of undress that they're in in this movie, but again, it just goes on for a little long. And I'm like, I think you made your point. It's the, the, the same thing with the, the bending of the horizon in the beginning. I think he made his point and he makes it three or four or five other times, kind of beating you over the head with it. But I can't say it was a terrible movie because I'm still thinking about it a couple days later and I'm doing a review about it and I'm thinking about doing a spoiler review. So it there is food for thought. There is a lot to chew on here, but you need to decide. This does not get my wholehearted recommendation because the average person who picks up this movie will not enjoy it. They'll be about halfway through before they turn it off, before things get really weird. Um, this does have some body horror stuff. Brandon Cronenberg has inherited all that DNA from his dad. So you've got nipples oozing stuff and beheadings and things cut off. And it, it's pretty graphic. It's pretty gory. It's There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of gore. Um, but not as much as you would think for this kind of film. When it happens, it's pretty shocking. That He does do a good job and has always done a good job with putting shocking things in the movie, but doesn't beat you over the head with that. Some of the other stuff, the director's tricks, the establishing shots, the just some of the stuff. It, a, a more experienced director would have found that less was more in some of those things. Sometimes with the Cronenbergs especially, more is more when it comes to gore, graphic horror, and stuff like that. And I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just thinking save your more is more for that and not so much on establishing shots that you beat me over the head with for 10 minutes at the beginning of the movie. Felt like 10 minutes. It was probably just a minute. But anyway, Infinity Pool. Um, You have to think about the title of it when it's over. You have to think about the relationships when it's over. You have to think about what would you do in that situation. I think we definitely need to have a spoiler podcast. So again, um, I know I haven't sold it very well. It's interesting and it's good to watch for people who are into this kind of movie. If you haven't seen a Brandon Cronenberg movie, you don't like David Lynch films, you're not going to like this film. It's fairly mainstream for a Cronenberg film. I mean, it, it plays out pretty normally, even though some pretty crazy things happen. A little over the top, not as much as you would expect, and could have gone for the throat a little more with that part of it. All in all, I just think it's a missed opportunity. You've got a good story in an interesting way. It just could have been told better and done better. There you go. Infinity Pool is available now on streaming services and Blu-ray. There was no 4K release for this, no steelbooks, no any. No, I would like extras. I would like to see more about the film and how it was filmed and what they were trying to achieve and hear the actors talk about it and stuff. Maybe I'll check it out online. There's a few of that a lot less than for most movies these days. In the meantime, if it sounds like your cup of tea, check it out. If not, give it a pass and go see Dungeons and Dragons again. That was a lot of fun. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. Thanks uh, for listening. Got all my links below. Have a spectacular day.